What is up, X's and T podcast fans? Welcome back. We're back at it again, and we have Hope and Fisher back with us today. And if there's one thing that you guys have learned from Hope and Fisher is how passionate they are about cults, how they even have things in their home that say that they are anti-ideology. And I really wanted to bring them back to talk about this topic because we've talked about worldwide. You've now kind of been introduced to URA. We've really talked a little bit about Brit Worldwide. These are all lines of affiliation for Amway. And the one thing that or that all these places have in common, in addition to Amway, is the way that they are indoctrinating people into these groups. So first and foremost, I do have to say this is based on personal experiences. We are referencing different websites. We are, this is for fair use and commentary purposes. So if we ref reference a website, we are going to comment on it. And again, we're talking about Worldwide Dream Builders, Brit Worldwide, URA, any line of affiliation. It's based on personal experiences. If we reference any other cults, man, that's again, personal opinion. Sorry, don't sue me. So with that being said, I would love to bring in Hope and Fisher. Hey, you guys. Hello. Hi. How's it going up in Canada? It's, it's hot. It's actually very hot. Everything's on it's fire. It's actually hot. And, uh, oh, like, man. I guess and it's like dry. 30 degrees, which would be like, I think like 80 something, 86 Fahrenheit. It's really hot. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So for this topic, you guys, like I mentioned, are so passionate about this topic. So... Fisher, I know that you said once you guys left worldwide, you guys did a huge deep dive into all of these other cults and finding out that it's like, wow, this is so much like what I was went, what I went through. Tell me a little bit about the first thing that you looked into. And when did you really start to realize that not only did you feel that worldwide was a cult like environment, but what really solidified that for you guys? I don't so know. Mine was definitely love and respect. Um, that's kind of what like, this is like, it, it leads into like kind of a bit of a rabbit hole, but basically love and respect. I posted, I don't know if you've ever heard of like MBTI, like a personality, whatever MBTI, but I find it very interesting. So I posted in this group on Facebook, on Facebook of women with my similar personality type. And I was like, hey, anybody else read Love and Respect and like hate this book? And then somebody pointed me to a, a blog and was like, read this blog from this woman who has the same personality as us. And she talks about this book. So I found that blog and I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I'm not crazy. I'm not wrong for thinking this book is wrong. So I started to get pretty into that, which then brought in the whole religious cult if that makes sense that that like kind of um when you have like churches that aren't very healthy and and not aligned properly yeah not aligned properly like are. they aren't actually doing biblical teachings they're trying to just pull pick what they want from the bible instead of actually just being a good person like christ you know and i i looked into this blog which created like kind of a mindset of like oh um worldwide used religion to kind of overpower us a little bit like kind of like this greater good like it wasn't necessarily religion itself it wasn't christianity itself it was a type of religion and it that's what kind of uh got me into it which then brought fisher into mm -hmm. learning about religious ideology right so i grew up i grew up going to a, a church when i was like a small town church when i was um right up until i was about 10 maybe 12 years old so the the, the environment that worldwide 
was was not particularly foreign to me so you know the fact that hope all of a sudden was like something wasn't sitting right with her she was kind of the canary in the cold mine when she was saying this doesn't sit right with me i don't really understand this i was more like well that's kind of the point is you're changing your understanding you're not right if your brain was right we wouldn't be in this mess type thing it's like we need worldwide blah 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 right and that was um it was it was i want to say that the the religious side of things made it harder for me to notice because um, of the way my childhood was and hope was not used to that. So it was jarring to her, but it felt almost comfortable to me in a weird way about trying to be outside of my own brain and, and listening to others, which I found out was a terrible thing to do. You need to make sure that your your judgments are are accurate and that you understand what's going on all the time. To That's kind of the hallmark of, I don't really want to say free thinking, but I guess in in this context, it probably would be. Um, but yeah, like I was, I was slow to adopt that, but I started noticing things like my gut would tell me things were not right. You know, it's like I was supposed to listen to John because he had all the facts and I didn't. And, and I was supposed to listen to what he said and stuff like that. And even though I felt like I didn't understand the, the understanding would come later. Right. And that was, I started trusting in hope more and trusting less in his teachings because I started to see, wait a second, the logic isn't there or this doesn't really make any sense if I really thought about it. And that's kind of where I started to wake up from it. And it was not long after that, um, that I started to say, all right, this guy's not very credible. Um, because I just kind of took him at face value as if he had everything. And then it was revealed yeah. to me later that he didn't quite have everything and he was in the pursuit of it himself. But at that point, neither of us really understood what we were doing. We were just listening. And that's kind of where it kind of scared me a little bit. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, love and respect that would definitely that would make anybody I feel like question their whole life at least at least every female that I have spoken to who I've mentioned the book to has definitely said that this book either negatively impacted them like it did for you hope or that it just made them feel uneasy and that that's what was kind of the catalyst to them not trusting worldwide as much yes so i i just want to clarify um love and respect that type of teaching wasn't comfortable for me that was one of those yeah. things where I said, okay, well, I guess, you know, I guess this pastor knows, he knows how to have a happy, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, this yes. stuff doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't see how I would be happy if this was done to me, but I guess this is a comfortable dynamic for both people because I certainly <laughs> felt like I was getting more than my fair share of the pie, if that makes sense. Like I was getting my way and she wasn't able to complain type thing. So and I was right. like, well, this is great. So she must be, she must get her own version of the way I feel, but she just needs to find her groove into that. And that never happened. And she just kept, it was like, this isn't fair. I don't like this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, you just need to start doing it because, you know, you'll get, you'll start to feel okay with this type thing. And I thought she was going to, you know, like it was just very different in the way I was doing it. And once I realized that that was there to stay and that's just how she was supposed to get used to feeling, then I went, okay, this isn't right. I don't, and especially the last chapter of the book, it had to do with sex or something. It's like, I remember oh, yeah. clarifying to Hope being like, this is, this is very weird. Like I don't, there was, de there was two points in the book that I went I don't agree with this one was for sure how they addressed uh sex in marriage and how men are which is I was like I don't I don't know how I'm supposed to feel but I don't know if I could ever get on board with this and the second one was how the wife was supposed to react to when uh the man does something bad like uh wet, wet, wet towels. towels yeah so I was yeah. like I, I thought he was totally in the blame I thought he was being a baby but in the book he was justifying his actions and explaining how the wife yeah. could do better and I was like no nah, I, I was like if it religion, were me like, yeah 
And if people were to listen and say, well, this towel thing is an example, a valid example, first of all, yeah. then, you know, it's like, you have to, you have to water that stuff down. Like you said, to be able to swallow it. So, yeah. Cause that stuff, yeah. it, it didn't sit right with me, but I had to tell myself, I'm not supposed to believe this. Was, I'm supposed we to believe so it later, which is not good. Yeah. So oh yeah. And like we mentioned before, the reason why men tend to feel the way that they feel they're supposed to is because worldwide pushes that agenda. There's like most of the people that I've seen who've left, like you, Fisher, have really kind of taken a look on the inside and were like, oh shit, like this is not moral for me. This does not work yeah, in my exactly. relationship or our dynamic. These are my but values. they made you yeah. feel yeah, but they made you feel like you had to because if you didn't, you weren't a man. You were not a worldwide dream builder husband or future. Yeah. Or you're not gonna whatever. do the five year plan. You're not gonna get, you know, the nice car and the diamond lifestyle. And you're not gonna retire your parents or take care of your kids. Don't you want that? I'm like, oh, it's, yeah it, it's terrible yeah exactly and and for that to cause question that's amazing because i i like i mentioned before i haven't had an i didn't wasn't forced to read that book i really didn't even know anything about it but i'm glad i did not read it while i was in the business because i had already had this vision of who i was supposed to be but that's not me I, like you hope i'm very dominant and that's how i like to be that's how i was taught to be that's my personality and when we started to look further into that book, we noticed a lot of the ideology that was being pushed into it, like men being in control, women being um, inferior. And that's where, like you guys said, you started to look elsewhere. Like this, how was it just worldwide that's teaching this? And then you start to learn about the other lines of affiliation, like URA, you start to learn about BWW, which is Brit Worldwide. Yeah. And those are only three of the many Oh, I know. Lines of affiliation. And of course, that comes out Amway. afterwards. Yeah. After yeah. you leave, you find out all those are in existence, right? Yeah. And then you start to see, okay, what about outside of the lines of affiliation of Amway? And I think we, we talked about this. We just did actually, before we started this was when we were all in the business at the same time, uh, the documentary Wild Wild Country came out and I'm from Oregon. So I watched the documentary and I remember just being so captivated by it and being like, how did these people get so involved in something that seems so horrendous? Like my mom was, yeah. you know, around during that time. And she would say, we just didn't talk to people who wore red because we didn't want that sort of association. And then when I was reading it or when I was listening to it, it's like, how did they do that? But then after you like leave worldwide and you kind of have a fresh mind, you're like, I was a part of something that may not have had been exactly the same, but they all have the same principles. And then They're you start looking into Jonestown. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The weird thing is, is not weird, I guess, but um, in our uh, province, Alberta, uh, in our grade 12 curriculum is all about ideology. That is the curriculum is about ideology. So we learned about that our entire grade 12 year. And I must not have paid attention. We were in the same class for that I too. So I think that's super though. funny. Um, but that's when we learned about like World War II and Hitler's following. Um, stuff like that. Marxism, how, you, how they got followers to follow Marxism and uh, Stalin's Russia, like all of these things, and how you can convince a mass group of people to follow something evil and bad. And it is one of like it's insane and, and it's a huge scale. Like you can even see it now, um, like 
in the states and, and Canada too, where we have this divide between like conservative and liberal right now, where it's like you either are one or the other. And that's ideology is you're so convinced that you have to be like, you have to think a certain way and be a certain way because somebody said to be a certain way. It's, it's very, it's, it's, it's human nature to want to be included into something. Um, So if you have somebody who's, I don't know, um, really like wears like the hats, the mega hats and like um, has all the flags. I don't know. I've never seen one, but <laughs> just imagining what they look like and, and just you being can like, imagine. I can't can imagine, point. like I can kind of imagine what they look like, but seen um, we have, we have the same in Canada, but it's different. It's like fuck Trudeau, like all these like terrible the things convoy. like the trucker yeah. convoy and they like hang Canadian flags upside down. Like we have like somewhat of the same thing where we have, you know, um, and that's ideology. That's like a cult mindset um, and having a one hive mind um, kind of environment. And it's so prevalent even in our society that it's like, how guilty can we feel for falling for something? Like a cult. When we see it everywhere, you can see it like being like, are you the people that stormed to the Capitol? Or are you for like the Black Lives Matter riots? Because you're one of the two. Like, which one are you? And it's like, you can be, most of us aren't on either end of those extremes. Um, most of us just kind of are like, okay, we have our thoughts and feelings, but for some reason there's such a divide and that's ideology. I think that's wild. Yes. Yeah. And the, the, the actual, so the, by definition, ideology is a system of ideas and ideals, especially one which forms the basis of economic or political theory and policy. And I'm saying that just for anybody who's out there who doesn't necessarily know what ideology is, but it's very much like you said, that hive mindset where you all, yep. And you all have that same thought because like one person on top is teaching you these concepts. And the the hard part about it is you're so right. There really is one side or the other. It's very hard to just be kind of in the middle where you're like, like you said, you have your thoughts and feelings and you're not on either of those extreme sides. The way that we kind of get pulled into these these cult like environments or you know actual cults like you think about it and you look at it from the outside you're like this is crazy how are these people involved in this it's it's not so insane to think about though because you're talking about like the way that we all got into the business it was your guys's uh she was the one who was who was in the business right or her friend or something yeah my stepmom's friend yeah yeah right and mine was a high, was a like a middle school high school friend. These are people that we knew that we thought we could trust that by you know all accounts had good intentions because and I think like you mentioned in one of the episodes Fisher is we talk so negatively about these people but when we were in we're passionate about it we believe in it we really think we are going to help the next person yeah. who we talk to that they I, I, need this. And I think I know why too. So when we first met Carol is because uh, she had the same values we did. Carol had the same values we did. She, it was reasonable. She wanted to take care of her family. She wanted to become financially stable. She had all these reasonable things that we did. And that was, that was the hook that got us in, right? And then somewhere along the line, once we actually were considered independent business owners and we weren't really the tutorial stage for lack of a better term, was over and we were in the business, that's when our values started getting hijacked. So mm-hmm. we we were seeing the world through like 
going back to the definition of ideology is a set of principles that you follow that explain the economy or other things, right? But they say it's a set of principles that explain the way the world is and which is backwards, right? So, but at the same time, most people have to, in order to even understand the world, you have to have kind of a narrative first. Like, like um, um, if you want to pick up a cup, you have to know that you want to pick up the cup first. Otherwise anything could be a cup. You know, any, a puddle could be a cup, a bowl could be a cup, but if you want a cup, you have to find a cup first. So, and that could be like, you want to take care of your family first. So you're going to look for avenues to take care of your family. Not, not insane, right? Very practical. But when you start listening to somebody and they say, these are the principles for how the world works. And those principles are lies. The entire trunk of your, like the tree trunk, that is your understanding of the world is rotten at that point. So, and that's what happened to us is me, Carol and us, we had the same values. And then when we started talking to uh, John and Jane and, uh, and um, no, Rhiannon and Nolan, they, they were telling us things like uh, your understanding, your principles, your values are wrong. And uh, this is how they should be. If you want to be successful in five years, easy trick right? Easy bait and switch. Just listen to me. My advice uh, is better. But then those, the, the principles they give you are uh, um, like in this um, freedom of mind, what's his name? Stephen Hassan's bite model. So, and that, that's what they start feeding you is things like um, the clothing you wear, um, what you eat, uh, how much sleep you get, um, where you, your financial dependence, put, put it in them, AKA ditto. Right. And they, they put it under the guise of, well, you got to rise and grind, right? That's why you don't sleep. You know, who need, you can sleep when you're dead or you can sleep when you're done. Right. But all of those principles that you guide your whole life off are, are tricks. So then your whole life becomes a, um, how can I rationalize what I see to these fake principles, right? Like you go and see the world and you go, all right, the sky is blue. Birds are real. Um, clouds are going in the sky. But if you have wrong principles, then you can see these clouds in the sky and go, see, this is exactly why they're chemtrails. Or I told you birds aren't real and stuff like that. It's like, well, the principles first are wrong. And then you confirm what you see or you have to confirm what you see as back to those principles. And that's how you can fall for ideology is you start seeing, um, you literally see the world as a way of um, confirming these fake principles, which, which yeah. is, it's, it's crazy to me how it's, it's an easy thing to, an easy thing to let happen to you if you're dependent on someone else and the other person is bad. You know what I mean? It's like, cause there's such thing as good, exactly. role models, but you have to know what a good role model is. So, so it's, that's why people, especially young people get tricked is because they look for role models and they find out, well, I'm not quite good enough at thinking on my own. I don't have my own values is a big one. I, I can't, I can't compare against my values, this sponsor's values to see if they make logical sense, right? If you don't have those values, you just adopt someone else's. And I remember Nolan said that lots. He said, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything, which is so poetic that he said that is because everyone who gets sucked into these things doesn't have their own values. They don't have their own and that's why they're looking for it. And that's why they get screwed over because they don't. Yeah, they do. They literally, they deliberately change your perspective on life and they do it in in a way that is so manipulative Um, and kind of. So you lie to your family and you don't listen to them and stuff because part of what they say, one of the principles they say is that I'm right and everyone else is wrong. Get that straight. And then that way you you close your ears off from anyone else. So it's just them in your ear. And that's one of the first principles they teach you, which is like, it's, it's, it's cunning is what it is. 
It is. So I'm going to go back to your reference here about Stephen Hassan's bite model. So again, this is for fair use commentary purposes, but he has this website and I will link it in the episode notes as well as on Instagram, but it's a website called freedomofmind.com. Stephen Hassan was in a cult, I believe in the seventies, and he went deep like deep into what cults are. And he has what he calls the bite model. So it's behavior control, information control, thought control, and emotional control. And these are all things that happen very, very gradually. It's not like we all joined worldwide and they were like, okay, uh, you're going to stop talking to your family right now. They started as the first initial like thought towards it, right? You're talking about when you meet them, they don't tell you it's Amway right away. They sit down and then they kind of inspire you. They use that really inspirational Mm -hmm. jargon where what are your goals in life? Are you headed this direction? Would you rather um, pick up um, manure for five Mm -hmm. years to become wealthy? Like who doesn't love that idea? Nobody Mm -hmm. like with your bare hands and they give it these dramatic things and they say, what are you not willing to do to make this money? And then, like you said, it goes into, this is how you can take care of your family. This is literally your entire future. Mm -hmm. That's how they hook you. Then they take you to um, meet their mentors, meet their leaders, you know, and that's when you meet somebody who's dressed up in business attire, who looks like they could own a business. They dress and they talk and they impress like they're millionaires. Like you said Mm -hmm. before, it's very ambiguous. You don't know who the hell you're seeing because then they start what they call edifying. And I know it's a real word, but it's definitely like verbiage that really speak in worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they, they edify these people to a point where you believe that your first meeting, because you have no idea what's going on. They maybe show you the cash flow quadrant, which is the business. Uh, big business, independent, uh, independent business. I don't know. It was, it was, it was employment, investing, big business and that, or small business and big business. That that's, there you go. That's um, um, what's his name? Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have you read this book for my line of sponsorship. They had us read the go giver. It's, it doesn't, seem anything it's a very like my ideology based book it's do you believe in these concepts that they're teaching you in this book Uh, because they decided that they wanted to change from the business of the 21st century because that book seemed too businessy it was putting off bad vibes so they changed to a book that had nothing to do with business and then you go to this big meeting where you could be seeing sorry Sorry, let me jump in so the go-giver is really good because they went away from the business model side of things, which is what they wanted to do, but they yep. secretly doubled down on the mindset side of things. So they prime you for the rise and grind stuff. And if you work, you can get what you want. And right, which the go-giver is a successful book in its own right, because that is a true principle, right? But they hijack it. They say, well, we want, we want, if you could work, would you? And if people would, yeah. then they say, here's an avenue, but this avenue is BS, right? And then they say, well, you said you would, so do it, right? And then yes. and then they get you running on this treadmill to nowhere. And, uh, but anyway, you're saying it's like they double down on that go-giver, which is the mindset side, so. Yeah, and that's, and that's where they also talk about that in those big first look meetings. You're seeing somebody, like I, my first time seeing a board plan was Taylor, the club owner. And he really spoke in a way where it was talking about his failures. He was talking about how, mm-hmm. you know, the work grind was not for him, how he was able to build a cash flow to um, secure his family a future and 
quote, free his wife from a traditional nine to five job to be, you know, a future stay at home mother. She, she didn't have a child back then. And you see all of that and you're like, damn, that is inspirational. They do nothing but inspire you forever. Taylor. He worked and it paid off. Amazing. (laughs) Exactly. And, And but they don't tell you what's going on. Exactly. They tell you nothing. They tell you maybe five minutes and they give you an example. They don't say Amway, or at least they didn't back then. They gave you an example where they draw the stick person and they say, you can go over to this traditional store or, and spend your money, get a product. That's it. Or you can go to um, your own version of Amazon. You get a product, but you also get a quote kickback. And then they also talked about uh, a link where somebody created a link that was through Amazon. They would tell people, go to that link and they are supporting um, like a charity or somebody else. And that's how they say you and your family can support you and your own business like Amazon. Nowhere in there are they talking about Amway. They're not really even talking about a business. They inspire you immediately. And then they briefly tell you that's how they keep you hooked. And that's how they groom you into this process. Because even through the quote process, they will tell you if you ask a question that either the person you're asking doesn't know the answer to, or they um, don't want to answer it the wrong way, they will tell you, oh, that's a premature question. We'll go over that later. Mm -hmm. Emphasis on what quote unquote wrong means, because I've heard that before. I don't want, I want to answer this properly. And it's like, oh yeah. Okay. What's properly. Okay. You ever watch Bojack Horseman? You ever watch that show? Okay. (laughs) Never. Shout out Bojack Horseman. I have a Bojack Horseman tattoo. It is my favorite show of all time. So good. (laughs) There is an episode of Bojack Horseman called Shenanigags. Okay. Shenanigags (laughs) is an episode of Bojack that says that improv is a cult. (laughs) Improv is not a cult, but it's, it's just a funny play on these like kind of cult things and well he's like trying to go into improv it was like a scientology building was right next to it and it's like oh improv's a cult but scientology isn't and it was yeah, like a joke. The, anyway the, 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 the yeah. point of it is when we were in worldwide um nolan and rianne one of the things they would always preach to us was they were not privileged um they were like we weren't making a lot of money we were living in a crappy apartment we, you know that this is something that they would always preach to us um being like we just worked hard and we did it um and in this episode of bojack uh they go on this like cruise and show that they're all living in like really crappy like um quarters and stuff like it's just dirty mattresses on the floor and like that's how everybody lives um and then the main guy copernicus has like a poster in his room and a tunnel into like this big beautiful room and it's like you were hiding this from all of us and it's like you you said you were sleeping on a mattress on the floor too but you really weren't and like that's how cults kind of get you but nolan and rianne were making a hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year combined in 2009 i don't know what that is today before the business like that was their income as two people like nolan was almost in the nhl like his parents could pay for him to go into the nhl and he came back and was like i wasn't privileged and i was like you got you have a very different mindset of what privilege is and you're saying like i just worked hard and i got to where i was it's this very like capitalist mindset that we have nowadays it's like you keep grinding if you keep working hard you're going to get there but there's actually a 95 percent chance you're going to end up in the same income bracket as your parents 
like it's really hard to get out of that income bracket and if you do you're you're an anomaly of a person so it's like to teach people hey you can do this you can sell this you can uh learn about this like you're going to be able to ascend to heaven or like whatever these cults are teaching you um aren't these people lucked out they were luck is what happened and they won't say they were luck they were luck wow and they like i I don't want to give them credit but it it their luck wasn't the fact that they worked hard and it paid off it was very much time and it was place. yeah like, saturated the fact market, that they had yeah. they had the money right they had the time to commit to it they had an untapped market that no one knew and no one had heard of before worldwide dream builders mm-hmm. and like because their their direct sponsor was the first one in canada yeah. or in alberta at least right so yeah. it's like if the luck that you accuse them of they're kind of right in saying that they weren't lucky that way, but they were lucky in other ways that they don't tell you about, Yeah, which is, that's why it's not really, it's, it's kind of a lie. I know, but that's how you trick people is what I'm saying. Like, that's how they tricked a lot of us was mm-hmm. being like, exactly. we weren't yeah. lucky. We exactly. just worked hard and grinded and this is what we got. Not in the ways you know you what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And that's yeah. how I think it's culty. Yeah, they get a chance to rebrand themselves and you yeah. they'll give you a version of their past, but it's never always 100% the truth. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that really, what well, reminds me of that cult Nexium, the leader, Keith Ranieri. And the guy had many failed businesses. His first business was, a, it was found to be a pyramid scheme. And then he created, you know, ESP, which I don't remember what that stands for at this time, but then it became Nexium. And essentially what this cult is, to my understanding, I don't have a deep dive into it, but basically this cult was taking people and inspiring them. That's literally all they're doing. Very similar to Worldwide, where they're inspiring people and they're getting people to take these, quote, courses to learn I guess, to elevate their lives, but there's never really an end goal. You just continue elevating your life, but then you're so groomed into it that that's how they create. That's how he created the environment to take advantage of women and create this sex slave cult. And you would think, oh my God, that is insane. How do you get to that point? But it's not that different Mm -hmm. from how we got groomed into worldwide dream builders. Yeah. Yep. And it all comes down to this bite model. I mean, so behavior control, the first one is you regulate individuals' physical reality. That's where Worldwide Dream Builders will tell you your job sucks. You do not want to be like mm-hmm. your parents because they, they're, you know, maybe they're injured yeah. from a work injury or, you know, they're they tired. away five, seven to their life yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, no. Yep. That's how they get you to start to question like, oh, you're right. My dad is always tired. You know, I I don't know that I want to be that tired when I'm, you know, 40 or 50. And that is how they start to change your physical reality. They start to make you, like you said, you change your perspective. Your lenses are different. You look around and you're like, oh no, I totally see. This is justifiable. But then they say, so the number two is you dictate where how and with whom the member lives and associates Mm -hmm. uh, or isolates that's again tied to the same thing don't talk to your parents because they don't know maybe they're on their second marriage they can't give you advice but then they'll also yep but then they'll also tell you if you can live with your parents to save money for your future do that or they'll put together these worldwide dream builder houses where single men would all live together in one house or single women would all live together in in one house did you guys not have that? No. Oh shit. <laughs> right. Let's go. Yep. They had the same uh, apartment my... building where they had like 
an apartment building downtown. But that wasn't taught. Like, That's all they're that kind of on their like own. Our, like, I want to be like them. You yeah, know? It's that like, was just kind of our yeah. Oh, I Let me that. tell That's you. So yeah, our line of sponsorship <laughs> yeah. underneath um, the Syrian guy and, and underneath Taylor, but it was definitely underneath the Syrian guy where they would put houses together of single men who not always were either, they were all cross-lined too. They were all cross-lined oh and they gosh. were not allowed to, they weren't allowed to be in the house when they had when we had board plans, they they do the same thing for females. They would have an entire house where all these people would put together their money and they would all rent a house with the ultimate wow. goal of getting out of that house because they're building their business. And then you would have people, oh yeah, I had downline Holy in a house crap. together. So we would go to that downline's house for business meetings and his roommates had either had to stay upstairs or they had to leave the house because they're cross line. They're not in my line of sponsorship what? nor are they in Robert's <laughs> line of sponsorship. Yeah, it was oh, super that's common. So culty. That is way that's, culty that's, than anything we dealt with. Oh my holy. god! I didn't know you guys oh didn't have that. God. No, we didn't have that. Yeah, no. I, is, the big thing yeah. about um, Nolan and Rianne is they really pushed that it wasn't a cult. <laughs> so, and they like, tried their best been, to stay like, normal. As, yeah, like, you know, and, like, and you know what? They they did do a few things. Like they they let us like eat our own food. And, you know, drink Red Bulls and do whatever we wanted because they're like, it's not a cult. Like, you can do whatever you want, but you're not putting the money into your business. And There's therefore, some you know, yeah. well, that's and it's it. like the power of duplication and like all these things. Like, they would teach that, but they were like, but you can. That kind of like, would say to, that? Yeah, they're yeah. like, yeah, you can. You can drink monster energy drinks. You can do whatever. But, you know, it's like, but, so, you know, like, we'll so let me tell you real yeah. quick the Syrian guy had a platinum who he went to his house and he, pointed out in front of all of his downline that a board plan at his house. And he went through every single like brand X thing that he had and he threw it away. And he was like, you do not have this in your house. You are not duplicatable with doing this. This is an example of you going against your own company. And he would shame people. If we were drinking a Red Bull and one of our uplines saw it, you were shamed. I remember oh, yeah. I only drank, the only Red Bull I drank was the one that I snuck in to my first family reunion and my because I hadn't been in there long enough and my leaders despite the fact that they're doing 300 p or 200 pv at the time because they weren't married mm. he was supposed to provide products for me but he didn't have them he didn't have enough yeah. products to, to provide for me as his downline so he just kept looking at me he's like this is going to be your last red bull this is going to be your last cliff bar Yikes. from from now on that you're going to only consume amway products wow. oh my gosh i went to my upline carol and i was like hey so i just want to let you know i drink a red bull a lot <laughs> i was like it's one of my favorite things and she was like that's fine she's like but do you does it have the vitamins does it have this i was like i don't know but it's five dollars so like it's way cheaper than bringing yeah, excess. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm poor and I want energy. So, I you know, we yeah, we used to so drive two functions drinking monsters. We, we would take the highway and we'd be freaked out that there was an off chance that someone in the vehicle beside yeah. us was going to a function too. And they would oh, see us drinking a monster or something. It was like, because we're not duplicating. Well, what if they see us? You know, it's like, oh. Yeah, like right. But that's the anything. guilt that they're creating in you. And um, right, my previous it, guest, yeah. well, yeah, my previous guest, Taylor, he's like, he was talking about how he had done URA and a small community. He's like, 
how am I supposed to get people to either buy this stuff or try to get in when they're competing with Walmart? They would always push this whole, you're reallocating your dollars or you're spending the same amount. And I want to know, are they going based on convenience store prices here? Because everything that I'm purchasing at a grocery store now is so much cheaper. I mean, a case of excess is $30. I can buy a 24 case of, and you only get 12. I get a 24 case of monsters for the same price at Costco. Mm -hmm. And you get twice as many. Well, well, what mm-hmm. is the price of freedom? Do you, exactly. do you care about your family that much? You'd be willing to pay the extra for your own business. Yeah, Monster doesn't pay you. Costco doesn't yeah, exactly. pay you. It's not going to get you free. Going so. back to this bite model as well. Do you ever like question when you were at functions? Like, why does Amway sell energy drinks? Is it because they're depriving us of sleep? That is I a good question. That. I was like, Okay, they're providing us rhodiola, like these energy mm. boosters, like the the twist tubes, stuff like that. I was like, these are all energy inducing. These are all like things, mm-hmm. you know? And then they would be like, you can live off of the, the diet from your store. You don't need to buy anything for groceries because you take the double X and then you have and nutrition. Then you have protein bars. So it was like, and all you got to do is pass kidney stones every so often. Yeah. 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 Seriously. (laughs) Well, those products, like they're fine every once in a while. You know, again, we have no beef with the Amway Corporation. They're just a distribution company, but you're having an entire cult-like model teaching you and they're regulating your diet. That is number five on Stephen Hassan's, you know, bike, bike model of the the behavior control aspect and that and then literally number six hope you've talked about this many times so number yeah. six is manipulation and deprivation of sleep you literally would say things like we were at functions we were at board planes we were so tired we were so hungry and then you yeah. question yeah. like why are they selling us energy drinks and yeah. i think the way that they pushed the energy drinks is probably different than the way amway would i don't think amway is out here saying like buy our energy drinks but no. worldwide is pushing right. it because they know they're sleep depriving you they know yeah. that they are changing your food intake and that and plus that's manipulation and deprivation and i i personally believe that what because of the functions the reason why they were so like motivational for us is because we were so tired we only had their energy to feed off of that's yeah. all we had yes. and it, and they would always save the biggest for last the yeah. um oh, of course the guy who the, talked the longest yeah the guy who talked the longest or yes or um the founder of worldwide's wife and and yes. god rest yeah. his soul you know we don't we don't want anybody to die and of course, you know, he was whatever, sad, but he passed away. It is sad, but uh, the wife would, she would always speak. And by that point, I was always like, I don't think I ever knew what she was saying because I was so tired, but then yeah, we'd have to be there yeah. the next that day. That was purposeful, yeah. It was it's and then brutal. They, and then you have to be up for like the church function the next day. Like they did this stuff on purpose. Yeah. And like, There's no way they're not. Like, and, and then they run, they run board plans until like one o'clock in the morning. You get home at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning you're starving you got to eat then you got to go to sleep and be at work the next day and then be like oh i hate my job because i'm so sleepy and it's like that's not why why you're sleepy like it's you know exactly okay so there's a couple more here that i'm like reading down i'm like oh my god that's so true because then you go down to number nine majority time is spent with group indoctrination and rituals and or self-indoctrination including the internet so that's a huge we would always be in board plans there was a board plan if not every week maybe every other week but i know for us we would have them every single week and it wasn't just our direct upline it would be um maybe our upline upline who would do a board plan maybe you know 
um, tailors upline somewhere in there. And there's always something that we're being forced to do. That also includes core. Core is another part of the, the ritual of self-indoctrination. You're being forced to read specific books. And those books would always be very specific. And I just made this realization yesterday and how there's uh, how the upline diamonds are allegedly, of course, I say that because I don't have any certain proof that they're making money off of the apps because we would buy these stupid books off of those damn apps. I totally oh, exactly. forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. They would discourage Amazon. And then that kind of goes over to um, information control. You're only mm -hmm allowed to read these books you're not you That's know approved. they would discourage yep. Yep, from social media don't be on social media you're quote wasting your time yep. but in reality if you're you on social media on the book list yeah. or listen to, to their audio yeah. yeah their audios and, and you had to do this stuff every day every week every month every year like and it was yep. ritualistic and it was like they would literally do incentives and all you get was a free pizza like yeah <laughs> come exactly. on yeah, a three-month yeah. incentive every day of this stuff that you'd have to do and they'd bring you over for an afternoon i did it and once, keep you up late yeah hell. like it and i only did it because i wanted to hang out and see don and mary's house that was it yeah th that Dream. was the inspiration yep. that was the you right. want the association be there because you know you want to be there you want to be around these upline that you don't get to see that is the carrot that they hang in front of us Ooh, that yeah. you want this association and one thing that taylor also said uh was that while he was in so this is Taylor, my previous guest, not Taylor, the club owner. When he was in URA, he said that he, when he was going to this function, he expected to actually learn something. He really goes into fantastic mm -hmm. detail where he says, I go to a concert. I know what I'm expecting. I'm, you know, yeah. paying for goods and services. I pay them. They play music. I enjoy my time. Yeah. fair trade. But when he was talking about how he went to a function, he's like, all they did was hype you up. They didn't do anything. He's like, I expected to have some sort of sales seminar where you're learning how to sell things, maybe yeah, dialogue back seminar. and forth. Yeah, exactly. maybe like, yeah, you're right. But it's just a hype up. But they would always say it's not hype up sign up, but that's all it is. Yeah, it's just hype, hype up. There's you, no sign up. There's no sign up. Is pretend yeah. for three meetings and then they would get you in. Like that's all you had yeah. to do. Was the next time someone... It. The next time someone approaches me, I'm going to fake it and see if I get launched. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to see how far Please get in. If I'm I can get six of my friends, we might go undercover. To go we might. Legal and we could speak, it would be like, hey, If I could name drop fake. Dexter Yeager and name drop Brit Worldwide, yeah. or, like if I could do anything, just being like, yeah. everyone put your hands together for the fastest eagles that we've seen in a long time. It's yeah. Like, I also, yeah, yeah. I also want to talk about point 15 here, the threaten to harm to friends and family or yeah, family and friends. I was like looking at that. I was like, they didn't really do that. And then I was like, oh, they kind of did. And I was like, if you think about it, they were like, if you don't build this business, your children are going to have working parents or like, yeah, you know, like, like weird stuff like that. And your parents are going to be in a retirement home or like, you're not gonna be able to take care of like blah 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 like that is a they, pretty big they, threat they would do things like threaten the police if you didn't give their uh their, books back yeah the stuff back like their their uh yeah. demo package and stuff like that they'd call the police the black box the black the box, box. <laughs> yeah. like all of these stuff past 15 or so it gets pretty like FD, violent yeah. and, and illegal like blatantly 
immoral and stuff but and that's why yeah worldwide, it's such a it's such a hard thing to like it is a cult don't get me wrong it is a cult but it's not in the ways that are are infamous you know what i mean like mm. like the, yeah like the beating and the and the yeah. raping and the you know what i mean and separation of families and stuff but it definitely has the lesser um the less egregious stuff you know what i mean like deception right right and financial and that's how they get you because you wouldn't think that oh it's just an innocent like mlm but it really does have very similar characteristics to even jonestown because i mean no they're not doing like 19 kidnapping 20 beating or 21 torture but i would really kind of say that they almost in a weird way kind of advocate for number 22. And number 22 is trigger warning, it's rape. And the reason why I say that is love and respect. Yes. Because love and respect yeah. really yep. starts to blur the lines for consent. Yep. And, and it yes. really starts to put you in a position where if you don't sleep with your husband, he's going to cheat on you and it's all your uh, fault. That, tell me how that... Manipulation, <laughs> that is coercion. Coercion yep. and um, coercion and lack of consent are almost the same thing. Like they are like... 100%. Very, yeah. Like that is a lack of consent is coercion being like, if you do this, I'll do that. Like that's like, like bribery. You can't bribe a cop. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not uh, healthy. <laughs> like, ugh, no, book. it's, it's not. Oh, yeah. That book is horrible. And, <laughs> and that's where of those were combined in the same thing. Like what a monstrous thing like, yeah. to have love and respect yeah. in worldwide. Like that's like, that should be illegal. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's dangerous. Illegal, that's the thing. Worldwide is technically illegal, but nobody yeah. will uh, go out and speak about it. Cause they have like, they have so much oh, yes. around them. <laughs> that's why the cult is such a good thing is because they're like, they have so much protection. Yes. From the people that this are goes back. Back to what you said about Amway not wanting to force feed you energy drinks is we listened to a podcast can't remember the name of it now but life after MLM life after MLM shout out to life after MLM oh, yeah. so they, yes I started listening they, yeah. they had someone on there I don't know the guy's name he had he was kind of an expert on the history of Amway not the history of worldwide or any of those but Amway specifically and he would name drop things like Bill Britt and Dexter Yeager Dexter Yeager he's not um not a good name that's in worldwide so worldwide hates when you mention Dexter Yeager because he was uh, I can't remember exactly his influence um so but they very much the the essence of the podcast that I got from it was Amway knows about the doings that worldwide and those types of, of business models do with where they exploit people and they, they coerce them and they have all these bite model um, red flags and stuff like that of authority, mm-hmm. the model of authoritarian control here. So Amway yeah. knows that worldwide and all them do that, but they're so effective at selling products because of the adherence to ditto and the, uh, um, the loyalty to the brand and doing things quote unquote for yourself stuff like that it's so effective at selling products it's almost what made amway what it is so they're kind of stuck with them it's like a parasite so they they get um if they were to replace worldwide another model similar to worldwide would inevitably take its place because it's they're they're kind of the who needs sales reps or wholesalers when you have specific influencers designed to create a customer base for you that's why amway's so unique that's why there's always these uh these legal disputes that worldwide would always say like amway doesn't like worldwide or we're not amway like they really clarify we're not amway and they don't like to name drop right away is because exactly they, they butt heads for that reason and no one ever says that they don't say they butt heads because worldwide is parasitic to amway yeah they say we don't want to do amway because we're not an mlm which is such a lie because they 
the, like it's so weird because they say they're not an MLM, but Amway doesn't want to want to do with them because they're the MLM and Amway's trying not to be. Yeah. They're trying to be Walmart, exactly right, but yeah. they're forced yeah. to have these worldwide dream builders sell their products for them. Yeah, and I do just want to mention that this is the opinion of the podcast host that is mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. what did you mm-hmm. say one more time? Uh, Life after uh, MLM. Life after M- which shout out, go listen to them. I'm starting to listen, so like there's so much, but I also want to say that this is all alleged purely for legal reasons um and it is based on that person's opinion and this is for commentary purposes but we're allowed to have our opinion so i just want to make that quick disclaimer here but you're not wrong and and i think the fact that that nobody talks about amway as well is very like suspicious there's not a lot of um people out there like they're trying to silence people and i remember that zay and melody had mentioned the fact that they were threatened with like i think a a cease and desist or some sort of legal Mm. document that was like hey stop doing this and that that's why, again, I throw so many like disclaimers out there because I'm not trying to get sued. We're just trying to speak yes. on the experiences that we have, that but we have, it's yeah. also, yeah, but it's also fair to compare our experience with other cult-like environment experiences as well. That's fair too. And we're actually coming on probably about five minutes to us have been talking for an hour. So it really sounds like there's going to be a part two to this, um, which we all love a part two because we, I'm telling you this bite model, there's so much in here that I think is worth talking about. And um, yeah, are there any final thoughts that you guys have that you want to share? I wanted to share, um, have you heard of the TV show On Becoming God in Central Florida? I have not you need to watch it (laughs) it's Kirsten Dunst like from Spider-Man um and it's about Amway and it is no way yeah well not really like, Dex no, Jager, but, but it not, is insane like they talk about the thousand like tape stare they talk Stinking, about like thinking and stuff like that your job like yeah, that yeah. that's all in this show and it is i watched the first episode oh, it hurts, man. and it, we were fisher was like i don't know if i can Please watch this, this because it was it's so familiar it was so accurate and like, the wife starts yeah. to get like and then they have like this little wife group of like this is how to submit to your husbands and like it, it's it's i highly oh, recommend God. watching that i don't i'm trying to look at where you can watch it on i think the premise of the um, show is that guy tries Apple to retire TV. early premise yeah. is he tries to retire early and dies in like a freak accident or he something gets eaten by an alligator yeah and then she's dealing with the fallout of all this where he tried so, yeah. to leave his job really so he quits his job you know getting free when he was too soon he wasn't he, he wouldn't wasn't make the money supposed to like but but it was he was you know what i mean his his he was ham, uh, hyped up saying, it's been five years. You're, you're ready, yeah. man. You're ready. So he quits his job and then dies. Yeah. And now she's like stuck, you know? So it's with it all is, this ideological thinking and stuff. It's, it's pretty funny. It is. Such so what's the show, show one more time? What's on it called? Becoming, on Becoming God in Central Florida. I think Zane Melody talked about it. Okay. Yeah. I think on, we've talked on about Perfect. On Becoming God. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. We'll definitely check it out. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean this is a topic that I don't think will ever go away. I'm never going to not talk about this because it's such an important topic. And well, I, I love the fact that people room, like, yeah, I tell everybody it's yeah. And, and I'm so grateful for everybody who has reached out. A lot of people I'm telling you guys reach out because of you guys sharing your story. It means a lot to me that, that so many people have felt compelled to come. And even if they don't want to share it on the podcast, just being able to talk about it with people who are relatable, yeah. it really does make a huge difference. And you guys have definitely come on at time and time again people love you guys and well, in that um, case 
I'd say if there is anybody else out there that relates to Hope and I or or you, Danny, um, you really should try to get your voice out there yeah. because there's it's first of all, it's it's, it's going to be hard. Like yeah. there's nothing you can really do legally against these people. Like you can do what yeah. you can as an individual, which is spreading awareness and stuff yeah. like that. And I would encourage you guys to do that. You know, like come on the podcast, start your own, tell your friends and yeah. family, you know, like teach people or do do something, you know, because yeah. this stuff is it's incredibly damaging and people don't even know what's happening. Like exactly. It, it, and it's, and the, the way they trick you is relevant to everybody. So if you can't, they, I've, I've heard cult experts and stuff say, well, if people think they would never do it, I'm here to tell you, you would 100% fall for a cult. If someone were to try to uh, recruit you and they were to try to trick you, especially if they're the, some of the worst and more infamous ones, you yeah. can't blame them for falling into it. Right. Yeah. So I would just yeah. say it like, it, you know, try to come on the podcast or spread awareness or do whatever you can if you if you're brave enough you know because it yeah. anything helps you try to help people I, I don't want to have people waste all their money or feel like they're going crazy or lose relationships with their family or their friends like I don't want that to happen at all to anybody so if you can if anyone out there listening to this can help that then please do your part to do that you know yeah, yeah. and if there's a fear behind it you can come on anonymously like I said we change all of the names but realistically they can't legally do anything because we're not slandering people we're not giving false information or saying that all of like, like, we're not doing the definition of slander. We're yes. not saying that X person did this horrible act without a shadow of a doubt, which is not what we're doing. We're not yeah. speaking in absolutes against these people. Not we're sharing our personal yeah, experiences. Yeah, yeah. And and that's why it's legal. So don't be scared. Um, I know a lot of people have come to me and they're like, I don't want to share it. I'm kind of scared. And that's okay, too. It's totally okay. If you want me to share your story anonymously, yeah. I can do that too. And I am just so grateful for all of the listeners who have given support to this podcast because toxic relationships is such an important topic domestic violence every you know there's 10 million people who go through domestic violence and that's all that's being reported that's yeah. not what's going unreported and organizations like this unfortunately can lead to those types of relationships oh, yeah. and well and it's I a hook for a that. lot of people too that are that are looking for a way to save themselves or something it's like yeah. they prey on people like that at the same time so it's this yeah. people you know organizations like worldwide and stuff are not even on people's radar and they should be it should this should be yeah yeah for how much damage yeah do. absolutely well thank you guys so much for your time we, we really appreciate it it just means so Thanks much and us. yeah we're excited to do a part two so stay tuned um you can do you guys want to plug your instagram i know last time you guys did you can do it again yeah i'm again i'm hella private so um i got like she'll bet, she'll bet i got a you. new follower and i was like who are you and i was like trying to bet <laughs> them so i was like i'm my baby on my instagram so but um it's hope.crawl k-r-a-a-l that's me my instagram f-y-s-c-h-e-r wait f-y-s-c-h-m-e-i-s-t-e-r fish mice okay go ahead and send me those and i'll i'll post yeah. them. <laughs> Cool. I was like, you could just look at mine and then Fisher's tagged on a bunch of stuff. But the time to look at would be if you want to creep my posts from like 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19. <laughs> those are, those are, all <laughs> those are when i was in worldwide so you can see how indoctrinated right. i was my, back then i never deleted funny. anything because i like the memory of it you know yeah absolutely definitely follow these guys on instagram they will bet you and make sure that you're not creeping for 
previous upline don't have malicious intent don't be an asshole because these people are just out here trying to help so follow them on instagram you can follow me on instagram at x's and t underscore podcast tiktok at x's and t underscore podcast you can hear us on spotify apple music and potentially youtube in the future so who knows uh anyways thanks everybody i hope you guys have a great rest of your night and we'll catch you later Bye. Bye bye bye